and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. And Lord, we thank you that you're sovereign indeed. Lord, you do hold all things together, and we trust you once again today in Jesus' name. Good morning to all of us, and as we continue our devotional series on miracles all across the Bible. We're now reading from Acts chapter 4. And this particular story is a story of persecution. It's about them, Peter and John, you know, obeying God by ministering healing to a crippled man. And then after that, they began to talk about that miracle to the rest of the people in Jerusalem around the temple. And then they were called in by the religious leaders of their day. They were persecuted, questioned for the good deed that they had done. But then after that, they were released. You know, have you ever been, have you ever gotten into trouble because you obeyed God? (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure some of us might have experienced something like that. And especially, have you gotten into trouble simply because you stood up to be a witness for Christ? Uh, There's a lot of things that we could learn from this particular account about how the early disciples and apostles responded to when when they were persecuted and opposed because of the gospel. Let's read this time from Acts chapter 4 in verse 29 onwards. It says there, And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. While you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Well, let's give a background of the situation. This is the first of at least three arrests that we'd be able to see in in the account in Acts chapter 4 and 5. This first arrest was because they healed the crippled beggar. And then after that, in Acts chapter 5, they would continue to speak the word of God. And then they would get arrested again because now the religious leaders would say, we already told you to stop speaking about these things. But as they got you know, imprisoned that night, an angel of the Lord would visit them, would set them free. The following morning, they'd be preaching the word again. And by that time, this is now the third time they'll be facing the religious leaders. And then they would be, in, in that moment, saved by, in a sense, Gamaliel, who would say, this man, you know, uh, make sure that, you know, if, if this was just from men, then this particular initiative would also fizzle out. But if this is from God, then you'd find yourself in the uncomfortable position that you're opposing God. So what they did was they released the apostles. Well, not until after they flogged them. But those were the series of three arrests that the apostles, specifically Peter and John, would experience over two chapters, Acts chapter 4 and 5. So this being the first one, what was their response? Interestingly, It says there in verse 23, When they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and the elders had said to them. Instead of sulking, instead of staying alone, instead of staying isolated, they immediately went to their friends. You see, as you continue in your own journey of obeying God, and a big part of that is you being a witness for Christ, being a salt and light in your own community, in your own place of influence. As you continue to do that, inevitably, you'll experience opposition. It might even blow up to persecution. Or at the very least, you'll find yourself in difficult situations where people don't necessarily approve of you, 
What do you do in those times? Don't think for a moment that this is not worth it. Don't even think for a moment or question uh, your obedience to God. No, instead, go to your friends. <laughs> go to fellow believers. And the initial response of the fellow believers when they heard about it, they lifted their voices to God in worship and acknowledged the sovereign Lord over their lives. And then, as you, you'll see in the rest of the passage, then they'll begin to go to God in prayer. And their prayer will not be, and their prayer will be, Lord, would you grant us boldness and would you do miracles, Lord, among us so that we might continue to preach your gospel, your word to the rest of the people. So quick lesson coming from this story is that when persecuted, don't stop being the witness that God called you to be. When you're persecuted or opposed because of the gospel, don't stop being the witness that God called you to be. In the Every Nation Go Conference 2023, um, a pastor from China gave a testimony about how around 2018 onwards, the persecution in China became even more systematic, such that at some point, the church where this uh, pastor was, you know, the city where this pastor was, uh, was leading or was serving in, uh, they had to, you know, they had, when, when, uh, when the authorities began to come on them, they had to meet in smaller groups or in smaller, uh, smaller churches, such that the churches in that city, you know, in, in fact, even got multiplied. And at some point, they themselves had to leave the city and plant another church in another place around a thousand kilometers up north. Uh, in order to be able to see the kingdom of God continue to advance. You see, the persecution in their day actually resulted in more churches meeting in the city and then church plants and church planters being sent to the other cities. So that, that was 2018. We had around churches in, you know, around 10 cities in China. Now, uh, five years later, we have churches in more than 20 cities in China. And that, in some way, came also as a result of the persecution. So during that time that uh, this pastor was giving a testimony at the conference, uh, the one who was interviewing them uh, gave this comment, uh, should we pray for the persecution to stop in China? The pastor did not even answer that in the affirmative, didn't say, yes, please. Rather, his prayer was this, that God make it to use us to be bold witnesses for the gospel, and that the gospel and the kingdom of God would continue to advance in the rest of the cities where they are working at. They didn't even ask for the persecution to stop. Rather, rather they asked that the gospel would be preached across the whole nation. So when persecution comes, when persecution comes, quick lesson, when you're persecuted, don't stop being the witness that God called you to be. Rather, pray and ask God for boldness. Pray and ask God for boldness to continue to proclaim the word. We find that in verse 29. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. It's almost like you're bringing to God the concern. You're simply acknowledging, Lord, look upon their threats. We acknowledge the persecution. And, and uh, you know, in Filipino, you'd say, Lord, sinusumbong ko sila sa inyo. <laughs> but, the prayer is not for the persecution to stop per se, but rather, Lord, fill our hearts with boldness. Lord, grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. And I, you know, I, you, you, many of you, you probably know a bit of that feeling. Um, when I was starting out in my faith, I was around 15 years old at that time, first year college now. And, uh, in, you know, in the college where I, where, where I studied, 
um, some frat men began to, you know, get to know me, invite me to their uh, place where they hang out, and then they began to invite me, to, you know, to be part of the frat. But uh, in that moment, I, of course, I was terrified. <laughs> but in that moment, I had a chance to actually, you know, in a sense, be a witness to them. So I simply told them, you know what? I also would like to invite you to our brotherhood. I didn't know how else to say it. <laughs> but I also would like to invite you to our brotherhood, where God is our Father. He's the one who leads us. And, you know, and then I began to talk to them about the gospel and the Bible and about being a Christian. And of course, the people there, who were a bit of intellectuals, began to answer me back. I didn't even know how to answer their objections. I, I've just been a Christian for like a year or so. I didn't know how to answer them, but I came out of that. Then I, I politely excused myself from that, that conversation. I didn't know where else to go. So I, I, then I went out of the campus, but as I was walking, I was asking God. I, I, I felt the boldness of God come on me. You know, it, It's almost like, Lord, thank you for the opportunity to at least be able to be a witness, however inadequate that was, but it was a, a good first step to being bold for the sake of the gospel. So when persecuted, don't stop being the witness that God called you to be. Rather, ask God for boldness to continue to proclaim the word. It, it doesn't stop there. Ask God to confirm his word by doing his miracles. In verse 30, it says there, while you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Lord, embolden us to proclaim your word while you confirm the proclamation of your word with the demonstration of the power of your spirit. While you confirm with your miracles, stretch out your hand to heal and to continue to do signs and wonders that they would be performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Recently in church, I, I met a, a family. And, uh, and they began telling their story. Um, this particular mom uh, is a new believer. And uh, she was invited by an aunt uh, to go to the church. And in the process, uh, she came to know Christ. And part of their prayer was for her neck. She, she had some neck issues that were quite serious for her neck issues to be healed. And, you know, in fact, because of the seriousness of those neck issues, she had to go to another nation to be able to get a second opinion and to be able to get treatment. But woe and behold, when they got to that nation, you know, the, the tests that they had here in the Philippines confirmed that she had those neck issues. But when she got to that nation and they began to do their initial diagnostics, they could not find anything wrong with her neck anymore. Okay? So the x-ray showed that her neck did no longer had the same issues that were seen while he, she was here in the Philippines. And she was rejoicing at the miracle that she received that came with them receiving with her and the family receiving or responding to the gospel. The Lord still does miracles today, you know, as part of the proclamation of the word of God. And may the Lord continue to use you in a powerful way to do that also in your setting. What happened after? After they prayed, you know, after they responded by going to their friends, not, not being daunted by the persecution, but rather praying to God, acknowledging His sovereignty, worshiping Him, and then praying that, Lord, would you fill us with boldness to continue to proclaim Your Word? And Lord, would you do miracles on our behalf? What happened was, in the following verse, in verse 31, And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. And this is part of what God will or may do in your situation as you, as you invite Him to fill your heart with much boldness. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continue to speak the Word of God with boldness. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. 
The Holy Spirit will shake your life, fill you with His power, His presence. And the Holy Spirit will continue to embolden you to be able to speak the word. And the Lord will be the one to do miracles in and through you. In and through you. When persecuted, don't stop being a witness. Rather, pray that God would fill your heart with boldness. And believe God that He will do miracles in and through you. Let's pray together. I like, we'd like to be able to trust God with you and believe with you that the Lord will embolden you to continue to be a witness right in your situation. Lord, we do stand, Lord, with our brothers and sisters who, are, who might be in the midst, Lord, of, of whether heavy or light persecution, wherever that, that might be. But I pray now that you would encourage their hearts. Lord, help them to be able to know that you are sovereign over their situation. And Lord, today we stand with them. Lord, we do pray that you would protect them in the midst of the persecution. Uphold them, God. But Lord, in the midst of that, we pray for boldness. Lord, today, would you infuse boldness into their hearts? Holy Spirit, thank you that you're the one who called us to be witnesses. Would you now infuse all of us, God, with your boldness to proclaim the word? And even now, Lord, that with the proclamation of your word, would you demonstrate your miracles to the people to whom we speak the word? Lord, thank you that you would use every single one of us to be able to do wonders, signs, and miracles in the midst of the proclamation of the gospel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's continue to worship God and acknowledge His sovereignty over our lives. Sovereign Lord, you are the creator of heaven and earth, and we worship you all over again today. Thank you, God, Holy Spirit, that you've already gone ahead of us to be able to encourage us, strengthen us, embolden us, and perform signs, wonders, and miracles through us. In Jesus' name, amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord turn His face toward you and grant you peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord bless us, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, 
visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.